0: Eagles 34, Giants 10. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by DraftKings. I'm your host Bobby Skinner here with my co-host Justin Penick. We're here for the number one Giants podcast and the number 32 team in the league right now, the New York Giants. Justin, uh, we, we've got the offense is pitiful, like really pitiful. And then you look at the, de- you look and see the other team score 30 points and you think the defense would be pitiful. But it's like, no, I just, I'm actually really pleased with the defense. Um, especially the first half. And even the second half wasn't as bad as maybe the score made it look. I really think we have the worst offense in the NFL right now. Like, I, you know, we don't watch every single team, but like what offense has a worse, like is, is worse than the Giants right now with Glennon and from operating.
1: I'll take it one step further. First of all, hi, Bobby Skinner, but I'll take it one step further because this is an offensive league. I think the Giants are just the most pitiful and embarrassing team in the NFL right now. Because yeah, at at, the least, moment with- at least the Lions are they're winning some games and they're competing in games. the Texans are competing and they're winning some games the the Jets are winning some games deep down the stretch and also the difference between the Lions, the Texans, the Jets, and some other teams is that those teams were expected to be bad and as we've said over and over and over again, the Giants John Merritt, Dave Gunham, and Joe Judge. And all of us fans, which I will never blame us fans for thinking this, but especially the front office and the organization actually thought that they could do something this year and they can win some games this year. But in fact, we are on that embarrassingly bad level where we're just getting blown out in football games and not even just being competitive. Like, I get it in the NFL if you lose games, but just getting blown out like this, it it, it
0: sucks. Well, the biggest thing is the quarterback play right now. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't mean Daniel Jones was like, but the offense obviously looked, Oh, you know it looked a lot better like it didn't look good but it looked it looked like in a different world than this which is funny to say about an offense that wasn't good overall um through 11 games you know i think i think they were ranked like 23rd or 24th when jones went out um now they're pro- now they're probably down to 31st or 32nd because they were 30th going into the game and other team scored more than 10
1: points um they are the least explosive offense in the national football league that that is that is confirmed
0: They they just don't score any points either. Uh, So, Fromm gets his first start, goes 6-for-17, 25 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. For all the people saying it can't be worse than Glennon, it was worse than Glennon. Like, that performance was worse than any Glennon performance we've seen in the last uh, three and a half weeks because he obviously got benched pretty early, too. Like, Glennon Glennon threw the ball 27 times, you know? Like, he threw the ball 10 times more than Fromm did, obviously – the time and situation of the game uh, dictated that a little bit. Um, from just didn't look good. Are are you like? Do you start Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm next week? Like I
1: uh, I start Mike Glennon. I, I, I really, really you
0: don't want to just throw Jake Fromm out there and like he's the young guy type of thing.
1: I don't I don't know Bobby. I mean, so he, here here's where I come from. Jake Fromm had I'm an expect to
0: win, not in a tank mode. Obviously,
1: J- Jake Fromm had an expected completion percentage of sixty point two today. Now that's not great. Like, do not get me wrong. Like, that's that's not great. Like, wide receivers not getting a lot of separation. He had a lot of pressure in his face. And the next gen metric of expected completion rate and CPOE, it takes all that into account of you know nearest defender to the wide receiver and you know and nearest defender to the actual quarterback. So I get it. His actual completion rate was thirty five point three percent. That's a CPOE completion percentage over expected of minus 24.9. Um, that is the third worst total of the 2021 season. And really, it it's not even it, like there's three that are bad. And that was Justin Fields in week three. Cam Newton, one of those games with the Panthers. And then the next game of a minus CPOE isn't even close to like minus 24. Bobby, you have a bad game like that. And that's not just like a Mike Lennon bad game. You have a bad game like that. I, I don't know how you can recover from that. And also, just use your eyes too. That interception that should have been to Kenny Galladay was one of the worst. Like, do you even have like any semblance of an NFL arm that I've ever seen? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's what. That's why it's like. Yes, is Jake Fromm and I'm in the. Let's start Mike Lennon because Jake Fromm doesn't have an NFL. Like, he's never going to be a good NFL QB. Like, he's not going to have a better career than Mike Lennon. And I know it's like, well, throw the young guy out there. I do understand that point of view. I really do. But it's like we're talking about a guy who was a fourth string quarterback for the Bills and was on their practice squad. Yeah. And we just, you know, it's not like we, it's not like we drafted Kyle Lelata in the fourth round. And it's like, well, you might as well throw the young guy type out there. It's like, no, you really have zero investment in this guy, and you signed him in an emergency situation because Daniel Jones went out. Um, so I kind of am in the Mike. Mike Lennon has the stronger arm. And even Fromm was like getting balls tipped at the line of scrimmage like crazy. it's yeah, like it's well, nuts. Glennon, Glennon's tall and won't deal with that. So I do think Glennon's just the better quarterback. Um,
1: That's not saying which much is, at all. Yeah, which it's because so let's, funny be, let's be clear. Let's be clear. Mike Glennon, Glennon I, d- I did. It, I did the compilation. You know, I, I looked at some PFF stuff, did some comparisons, and like how bad has Mike Glennon really been? And I did that this week. Mike Glennon has been the worst quarterback in the National Football League this year. I, and I, I, I think that's fair. It's, it's, he's been even worse than Zach Wilson. He's been worse than Justin, you know, if you want to put Justin Fields up there, whoever. He's been the worst quarterback in the National Football League. And I am unbiasedly saying I still think he is better <laughs> than Jake Fromm, Bobby, yeah. how, I mean, how many of those out routes, Bobby? There was just some throws that even, like, to, Tony's. Tony was our offense today, and the offense was throwing those out routes like Tony running a five to seven yard out route and, you know, him turning around and the ball being there. And there were just some of those throws where it's just like, there's nothing on this throw, just a simple out route. There's nothing on this throw. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: I just have no hope. And I really didn't have any hope for Jake Fromm. I know we had some fun coming into the week. Like it's Jake Fromm, you know, it's QB one like type thing, you know, because it's, it's like at this point in the season, you might as well joke around about it. And that last drive last week did give you like a little bit of like, whoa, that was kinda nice. You know, which is funny, I also make- feel
1: I feel bad that everybody that uh, I I'm not saying this in criticism of anybody, but I felt bad that people guilted me into being slightly excited for Jake Fromm.
0: I yeah, feel bad. I, I feel bad because I said Mike Lynn is my QB and immediately I'm like, oh, I'm no. I'm off of him for Jake Fromm. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I just have no hope for Fromm. And here, can I say something about Mike Glennon? Because it's funny, we had a talk on the phone earlier about uh, about something. <clears throat> it's like, and I go back and look at like when we signed Mike Glennon, I was like, I feel like this is a good backup QB. Mike Glennon is having his worst season. And like by good margins, by yeah. the way. And he's he's played games in, in eight seasons. He's been I, th- I think he's been in the league for nine or ten. But he's played games in eight, ga- eight, eight seasons. This is his worst year in completion percentage. Yards per attempt. Touchdown percentage, interception perception or percentage, QBR, basically every stat that you can do without having a bunch of games played. You know, like I didn't do yards per game because there's games where he came in in relief. Like this is this is his worst season. You know, so it's like even Glennon, like last year with the Jaguars, looked like a much better quarterback than this man. It's just, it's like we said before, it was a bad offense already, but it's like you're even taking bad players in Mike Glennon and making them look worse. You know, like we talked about it going, going into the Dolphins game. We like we saw Mike Lennon a little bit versus the Cowboys. Going into the Dolphins game with the new Freddie Kitchens offense, we like what we thought of Freddie Kitchens the first game versus Philly, which I think was the best called game by Freddie Kitchens, by the way. Um, we're like, you know what? They give up a ton of yards. Like, we can this, we can put up 20 points. Like, we could put up 20 points versus the Dolphins. And in this offense with the offensive line, with receiver issues, and you know, we, we're not, uh, not a big Freddie Kitchens fan, to be honest. I like him more than Garrett, but I don't. I don't like him much. It's just like even a bad player, a backup QB like Mike Lennon, is having the worst season of his career by yeah. far.
1: Yeah, and that's what you know to not beat the dead horse about the quarterback position because we we know that it's bad. We just established that for the first couple minutes of the show, but you know to have these kind of performances as a team, as as an entire team, to have these kind of performances and the final score be what it has been the last couple of weeks. And then to come out today with Adam Schefter saying that Joe Judge is going to be back. And Daniel Jones saying that he's going to be back, that is still TBD. And I think we've said that. Yeah, that, that we didn't said that. mean much to me.
0: The Judge one, we, like, we know Judge is going to be back. But Jones being, the Jones part of that doesn't, Like, I don't necessarily believe that. With Judge, it's like he's either fired after the season or he's not with Daniel Jones you have a lot of time to make decisions.
1: It's almost a spit in the face to fans where it's like you're not even going to you're not even going to give us the hope that you're going to try and find the best GM candidate. You're not even going to allow us to have that hope of oh maybe the next GM will come in and say, "You know what? I'm the best guy for this job and I don't want judge here." You're you're going to spit us in the face like that too, huh? And you know what sucks is that you can
0: work against you don't have to work against the clock anymore. You could fire Dave Gellman tomorrow. You can fire him tomorrow they could fire him and start interviewing GM candidates from other teams and you can essentially you can essentially find your GM in the next 2 weeks and you talk to him and they make that decision on Joe Judge the first day the on Black Monday you know so it's not like it would be you know, twenty, uh, or I guess we fired Jerry Reese early, and then and Gettleman was already available. But it's not like you have to do like a week and a half, two week search for your head coach, your GM, and then it's like okay, then we got to make a decision on the head coach, type thing. So that sucks. And th- there's a bigger picture conversation to talk about on Judge and all that on on. Um, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it on the mailbag. But it just sucks that like it's like man, John Mayer is just never going to understand it. No, it's, it's just like it's like he's never going to get it.
1: No, and I really do think John Mara wants to win. Like I, I really do. You know, hey, he kicks garbage cans and stuff like that and he gets emotional. But then when you make decisions like this, again it's like it's it's spitting in the face of your fans. It, it it really is. And
0: and and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I'm like if Joe Judge is brought back as the head coach next year, it's not like a oh my god, I am one hundred percent dreading this. You know, like I feel like you can pair him with a good GM and a good offensive coordinator, and it could work. What I hate, like we you said, and we're doing big picture stuff on a on a Monday pod, but it's fine. It's the end of the season. Yeah, that it's like you're not even giving a new, G- like, what if you think the best like, candidate for the GM, and it's like, well, he's like, I would move on from Judge though. I'd look for a more offensive mind type play, you know, guys. Like, yeah, you, you know, I'm sure you like some of the things he does here, John, but it's I want to do things my way and find my head coach. And it's like you're not even giving a new GM nope. the option, you know. And we talked about will will GMs not go here because of that it's like well you can say maybe but it's it's it's, instead of a a a yes or no flat out it's a it's a maybe and that sucks
1: yeah we'll never Uh, know until uh until um you know Tyler Dunn writes an article four years from now saying that this guy interviewed for the Giants GM job and wanted to bring this head coach along um we're not gonna know and even and even if that happens then we're not we're still gonna be skeptical skeptical around it so
0: (laughs) yeah so it's it's kind of frustrating, And, yeah, it's, and it's with very the Jones part of it, can we? Like, we haven't talked about Daniel. Let's let's talk about DJ a little bit because I think we are both willing to do the Russell Wilson thing, but there's a lot of cons to it, and it's it's a frustrating conversation. Russell Wilson ruined my day. I don't want
1: to talk about Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, but basically, what I'm saying is, I don't, it's not as like slam dunk or as dumb as both sides make it. Like, there's pros and cons to both sides. But as far as the QB position, I think. Me and you, it's like, if they're not doing the Russ Wilson thing, uh, I think we were both kind of in the boat of like, I'd probably just run it back with DJ next year, decline his option, um, and kind of... Because the draft probably won't have any QBs. Maybe we'll fall in love when we start doing our draft stuff uh, more in depth. But it's like the draft, it's probably doesn't have a, a QB that they would want to draft with one of those two top 10 picks. As this offense being so bad... <laughs> It's like I've I've told myself, like, move off of DJ. You liked him in the draft, but get off your draft takes, you get on other people for that. This offense being so bad gives me still a little bit like just a tiny bit of hope for DJ in a competent offense, like in the future. Just a little bit. Not I'm not I'm not in on him, but it, it does give me a little bit of hope where it's like, man, this is just so, so, so bad.
1: Just so much needs to change, uh, you know. I, the well, offensive two line, big
0: things for the offense could change: an offensive coordinator and adding offensive linemen. To yeah, the draft.
1: He, that he, I think it even involves Joe Judge getting that mindset of aggression, because I don't think Daniel Jones and this offense will ever the be offense naturally has been more aggressive, though. It's, I don't think it's ever going to be an offense where it's just naturally always going to put up 30 points per game, where then, therefore, Joe Judge doesn't need to be aggressive. I think this needs to be the football team, and this needs to be the mindset of the coaches where it's like, we know that we have these deficiencies, therefore, we got to go for it, and I don't trust it. Are you it. talking about fourth down or scheme stuff? Uh, maybe both.
0: Both. Because scheme stuff, it has been more aggressive under Kitchens, and that's yeah. not always necessarily the best thing. Um, but,
1: but also they also need to run the ball too, which I, I you know yeah they can't
0: run the ball right now. Shoot and whether shoot it's me first in the face. down and ten, second and down and 10, <laughs> second and short, third and short, they can't do it at all. No, you know Saquon today had, um, he had 15 carries for 32 yards. He averaged two yards per carry today. You know yeah. it's the offensive line is. They, and Saquon himself, you know, there's times where it's like, man, Saquon just go, go, and it's like he's getting caught from behind. Mm-hmm. He's just not the same player that he was in 2018 and 2019. You know, even a sprain, even Saquon coming off of the sprained ankle in 2019 looked like a totally different player than what we're getting right now. Yeah, um, you know. Uh, but with Jones, I, I just don't. And this is. I want to ask a Saquon trade question on the mailbag on Wednesday because I have some. I've been thinking about it and I want to talk about it more on Wednesday.
1: Somebody do ask it?
0: Yeah. Somebody its Just one person. Go and look. Don't have 10 people. But I, I want to talk about a Saquon trade okay. talk, conversation.
1: Yeah. But with the whole Jones and this offense and the future and possibly feeling better if they can make some upgrades at coordinator and the line, you know, if Joe Judge changes his mentality and actually does self-reflect this offseason like he promised us he would do this offseason then sure let's rock and roll but if he doesn't do that and this offense and this coaching staff doesn't come to the conclusion that with Daniel Jones a quarterback we do need to treat things more aggressively to put points on the board and prioritize seven points then again the cap is average the cap is average
0: We'll, we'll see and again it doesn't matter again, yeah it, we will see, it doesn't but- matter what we are like what some like thoughts creep into our head on on in a december um of of you know before the next season um but it's just like you know daniel jones hasn't been good but it's like man you look at how bad this offense is without him And it's like man it's like it's crazy how bad this offense has been the last month <laughs> yeah like and and specifically the passing game you know the running game has been bad all season but like this is like two weeks in a row where the starting QB put up less than 100 yards.
1: Yeah, there was, uh, I believe, 23 pass completions when you combine the two quarterbacks, and there was barely over 100 passing yards. That's 23 again, pass that's completions. With, that's with
0: plenty of garbage time, you're down by a lot of points drives, <laughs> too. Like Not like tight game type stuff. Um. Yeah. So, let me check the polls. I, I said I, I wanted to check that. Oh, this um, is
1: good. And then I have a question for you about uh, Andrew Thomas next. So let's get this poll out of the way, though. Very um, important poll.
0: So me and you are both in the Stipe Mark Glennon, Mark Start Mike Glennon. Train, Excuse right? me? Try that again. Start Mike Lennon.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Ran a poll, and it said, so 2,000 votes right now. 63% say From, 37% say Glennon. So we'll get some nice people saying that we're idiots for one. to start Mike Wait, wait, wait.
1: But what about... Uh, I yes, did a third nice poll. People. Yeah, third poll. And I poll. said,
0: who would you start a QB? Mike Glennon, Jake Fromm, or Greg's dad? Greg's dad got 82.4%. Jake I Fromm Greg's dad. got 13%. And Mike Glennon got 14%.
1: It would mean a uh, lot to Greg's dad if he got to Greg
0: Mercurio, he said, when we asked, he said, my dad. It would mean a lot. So I changed the poll and clearly people want to start Greg's dad at quarterback. Um I'm for I, that. I went through like two teams, like practice squads to see like maybe we can get another practice squad QB and start them. Mm-hmm. I went through the Bucks and I was like, "Ah, they have Kyle Trask on the active roster. Ryan Griffin's their practice squad QB." And I actually just looked at the 49ers cuz like I feel like the 49ers would be a team to have like a good third-string QB. You know who it was? Who? Nate Sudfield. You remember who that Nate Sudfield is?
1: I mean, how, how does he have a... I mean, I know who he is, but how does he have a relation to what we do?
0: Well, it's just week eighteen, week 17 last year, they oh. the Eagles put in Nate Sudfield. Fudd,
1: Funny. There we go. Okay. All
0: right, so talk about Andrew Thomas giving up a pressure no. and a, a bad run play.
1: I know mean, I, I, I have a genuine question for you. I thought he had a bad game. Did he have a bad game? I don't know
0: about overall. He gave up that one um, pressure. To sweat. Can I say okay? So I I'm a big Andrew Thomas fan. Yeah. I have been a little disappointed in him in the run game this year. You know he's been there. He's been their best run blocker. That you know it's not saying much, but he's not. He's just not moving guys the way he did last year. You know, like last year he moved guys, and I think part of that was playing against next to Shane Lemieux instead of Matt Skura, and they ran more of a gap scheme uh, with with Gallman and Morris. Um, but it's like he, he just. He hasn't had the highlight run blocking plays that he had last year. You know what I mean? Um, and I kind of it's it, part of it. I think it's fixing his tech was fixing his technique, so he's not leaning on guys a little bit. So he's not, you know, last year he would have plays where he would kind of fall on his face. But I'm like, I can deal with him falling on his face once or twice if he's moving guys. You know, majority of the time. Where this year he's a lot more sound in his technique, but he just he, that initial pop punch isn't moving guys like a Mackay Becton would. So that's my critique on Andrew Thomas for the season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I saw some pressures, saw some guys beating beating him. I'm going to do an online report,
0: so I'll give you a full analysis on Andrew Thomas.
1: There will be an online report. Yeah. There you go. All right. And so Matt Parrot.
0: I don't know Matt. The way Matt Parrot went down was kind of like, oh my gosh, he seriously hurt his."
1: Non-contact. It was like he he stepped with, I think, his right leg. Um, And then he he was blocking somebody. He just grabbed his left
0: leg and like jumped to the ground like something bad happened. And then Isaiah Wilson didn't come in for any jumbo snaps, so we didn't get to see him. But we did get to see the picture of license plate guy posted of him. He is, he's a big man. He's a big Mamaloop. So that was, uh, that was interesting.
1: Scorer went down and Wes Morton came in and then Corey Cunningham came in at right tackle. So even though Isaiah Wilson was active, he did not come into the game.
0: Yeah, I kind of we kind of knew that wasn't going to happen. No, I just um,
1: throwing it out there.
0: Corey Cunningham. I wonder. Maybe I'll give it a little Corey. Corey Cunningham will get his own segment on the Owen Report. How Love about it. that? It's so, a new player. I always put new players in it. So Corey Cunningham, Andrew Thomas, and we'll see what else. Probably it'll probably just be those two. Um. Anything else offensively? Um. Golday zero it- catches with Jake Fromm. So from getting Galladay involved, talking point
1: bad. Tony outroutes and he got a screen that, you know, he got some screens that did all right. Um, and I then Galladay invisible. That's my that's my last offensive note.
0: You know, guys like me and Galladay, we get our money and we just we we uh, it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, how do you how hey, do you
1: think he feels, man? Because I really do think I think he sees think that the QBs are cares. really bad. I think yes, Kenny Galladay does. cares. I I don't think
0: he cares that much right now because of the quarterback play but when Daniel Jones was in I think he did like DJ and he, I think he hated Jason Garrett he did hate Jason Garrett we know that for a fact um even sourced up like Kenny Galdi hated Jason Garrett and he likes DJ um so anyways hey fellas and even women you know we don't discriminate. Yeah, we all got to shave. The episode of Talking Giants is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped, the global leaders in blow the waist grooming. Are leaving 2021 with a new product. Whoa! Clean yourself into the new year with the ultimate premium body wash. Wow! Also, special offer alert! 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 Uh, you know, you say the word alert instead of Jake Fromm going into the line. All right, here we go. It's like, all right. Don't tell them when we're going. Use the code Giants for twenty percent off, plus free shipping at Manscape.com. Four million men already trust Manscape. Time to join them. Four million can't be, can't go wrong with that. You know, that's almost as many people voted for us in the last election. Uh, Justin, what was the highlight of two thousand twenty for you, and what are you looking forward to in two thousand twenty
1: two? The highlight of two thousand twenty for me. Two
0: thousand
1: twenty one. Up. Uh, was oh. it
0: Jason Garrett getting fired? Or was it going full time at John Boy Media, or was it something else?
1: I, you know what, I'll say going full time at John Boy Media. Yeah, it's and a I'm big, looking uh, forward to I'm looking forward to starting off the year strong with uh, going to the Senior Bowl, Bobby Skinner.
0: I'm very excited for the Senior Bowl, by the way.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be huge. I, I, hey, if you're if you're excited for the draft and if you're excited for the offseason and, and the next step, I mean, follow us. Don't don't just tune out. Stay tuned with us because I mean that's going to be huge. We'll bring Manscape products with us.
0: We're going to ball this offseason. 2022, it's on its way. And the last thing you want is to be the guy with pubes getting in your way of making this year your best. Yeah, come on, guys. 2021 sucked. And that's why Manscaped is making a splash and upping your groomer game. The Signature Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in its freaking path. Unless you want to leave a little strip there. Manscape engineered the ultimate groin and body trim by focusing on an intel- intelligent, fun- intelligent functionality and an incredible comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to uh, reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's even waterproof. I checked it. It's true. The tool is amazing. I'm confident using the 4.0 to leave 2021 and my gross pubes with it. Just, you know what? I'm going to shave on December 31st just because of this ad. You know what else I'm confident about? Smelling like a million bucks. Like, I definitely smell like that nowadays. You may be asking how, and I'm happy you did. Get a job doing Talking Giants. I use the Manscaped Refined Cologne with the same signature scent that's all in Manscaped formulas. Great compliment to your collection, guys. So, use the code GIANTS for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. I'm all in on confidence and smelling good this year. Join me with Manscape, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Giants at Manscape.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscape.com, and use code Giants. And uh, happy January first year ball. You know, I also don't do the New Year's thing. I I go off of the Jewish calendar, even though okay. I'm not a Jew.
1: Okay, um, we're but gonna... I don't make as
0: big of a deal about that as like Christmas.
1: We're gonna use Manscape products on the football grump. I just decided when we we're at the Senior Bowl.
0: Let's be little, let's not use that word war so loosely. I will. Uh, um. Yeah. There you go.
1: I, I have a, I have a question for you before we move to the defense. Mr.
0: Chicken was there. He says Wilson is the biggest human being he's ever seen before.
1: Really? Yeah. I don't doubt it. Mr. Chicken, please give a description of what your day was like, and we'll try. Bobby, you have to read it at the end of the show. I have a question for you. Um, so Joe Judge did that fun thing again uh, towards the beginning of the game, where oh, I know you're going to ask. He had the offense out there, and then the punt team ran on the field. So here's my question to you: What is the competitive advantage of doing that, besides trying to catch the Eagles in a situation where they have 12 guys on the field or 10? But that frankly doesn't matter on a punt. And Bobby Skinner is sneezing. Oh, that's you. That's you. He probably I, I counted about eight right there.
0: Okay, so I know it's annoying because we're con- you know it's like everything Joe Judge does is stupid. By the way, by the way, actually we'll I'll save that for a sec. But Darko's Denar, We need to talk about him on special teams. Um, I deleted my tweet. Wow. Um, so the competitive advantage of that is one you can try and get the Eagles to make a mistake. You know, it's it's just like hey, get the. You know the punt return team is waiting. Like, what are they going to do? Okay, they're going to go for it. It's like, I right, relax. Like, you think it's stupid, but it's like it happens. I mean, I remember even in a walkthrough. I was on the field goal team my first year in college, and it was a walkthrough. And the field goal team went out there, and I was talking to someone, and they call for field goal, and this is with no noise or anything. They call for field goal, and the coach wanted to kill me because I didn't go out there, um, and that was on a you know a, a Friday walkthrough. The other thing is it sets it up for trick plays. So, you remember Evan Ingram versus the Cowboys last year? That was on a field goal, not a punt, where it's like they yes. rush them all. It's to set it up to maybe do a trick play in the future, where you have the offense run off the field, but you have Evan Ingram or whoever just stand right at the sideline and hope they don't cover him. So, that's it. So, I know, criticize the not going for the fourth down. Don't criticize that.
1: I mean, I- I'll criticize doing that when – you never go for it on fourth down. That's the thing. If I mean, you we went do sometimes,
0: it, but we don't do it enough.
1: If you went for it on fourth down more occasionally, then it's like when the offense is on the field, there's actually a threat of like, oh, they may actually snap the ball here, but they never snap the ball when the game is relevant. By the way, they always they always go for it when the games when the game doesn't matter, but when the game's relevant, they never go for it.
0: Yeah, what I will say is, it's to be annoyed at them like doing the hard count thing. That's because, like, we never are like, and they make it so clear that it's not going to snap. They're not going to snap it on that, which they haven't done as much this year. But they did it. A How ton come they didn't do it with
1: Jake Fromm, the hard count master?
0: I don't know. Jake Fromm is the hard count master. If there's one it's thing he's miss, better than Glenn, missed Glennon. opportunity it's the hard, by the coaching staff. It's the hard count. So, so that's that. Um, uh, defense. All right, def- defensively.
1: Can I say something?
0: I guess so, it's a podcast
1: Lorenzo Carter is the best player in the NFL
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving, I'm not budging I'm not falling for it One year, one million dollars I'm not coming off of that Even though he's had two strip sacks in the last two games Three strips, three total sacks in the last two games And the Chargers game, we walked away seeing like Lorenzo Carter actually played kind of well in this game And he like dominated Rayshon Slater on one snap Where Jason Herbert had one of the best highlights of the season Jason Herbert? Um, I said Justin
1: I heard Jason. Lorenzo Carter has three sacks. You're Jason. I this is true. I'm willing to give Lorenzo Carter an additional million dollars for every sack that he gets this year. So right now it's at one year, three million dollars.
0: I'm not budging. One year one mil.
1: <laughs> he is playing well though, and that that actually I'm does. I'm not falling make me for it happy. though.
0: I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm happy for him. I'm not I'm not being sucked back in. Like if he gets a contract that's over $2 million per year, I'm going to be, I will be bothered. I don't care if it's 2.01 mil. It's like Lorenzo Carter hasn't earned this contract. Um, so defensively overall, I, again, they gave up 27 points. You know, the Eagles scored 34, but one of those was off of a pick six gave up 27 points, which isn't good, but I am, I walk away from this game very happy about the defense. And especially when you consider Jaron Williams and Julian love were starting corners for us. Um, they had three points at the half, the Eagles, and that wasn't just like you know the bend don't break, and we had a nice turnover, and and you know, they their first four drives, the Eagles combined for 25 yards. They were three and out, three and out, three and out, one first down, and then a then a punt. Like they, they were, bad. yeah, they were like bawling out. This defense was bawling out. Almost had a Stephen Parker interception, uh, which would have led to a Giants field goal. But it didn't happen because Stephen Parker... like, but like, and that's and think about that situation like Stephen Parker, the first drive of the game is in on a third down. You know, it's like I, I Stephen Parker might be the player I know the least about on this entire team, and we forgot to freaking make fun of Dark Crazy Denard. Um, we can go back to it. Yeah, but we'll do it in a second because it's not that important, and he actually doesn't deserve the hate as much apparently.
1: No, I deleted the tweet. Um,
0: and then. You know the the second drive starts. We throw an interception, and they get a touchdown off of a twenty-one yard drive. You know, which is like, yeah, could we do be a better, a little better in the red zone? Yeah, but it was a twenty-one yard drive, and then so it's ten to three at that point. Well, then the offense comes out and sucks again and punts, and the punt team gives up a forty-yard punt in return to Jalen Rager. The Eagles get two yards and kick a field goal, so they get three points off of a two-yard drive. You know, fourth and eight. That's a win, right? Well, they got they got three points off of a drive. They got two points, and it's thirteen to three. And with our offense, the game was essentially over at that point. Like when they hit that second field goal, it's like game over. Like yeah. you know, like re- like in my head, like that the game the game's over now that they have a ten point lead. You know, ten three. I any you can score on any drive. Thirteen three. The game was over, and then they gave up two longer touchdown drives, um, and then uh, and then a pick six by the uh, on that Mike Glennon throw.
1: Do you know when the game started for the Eagles? When they started scoring points? When? When Miles Sanders left the game and Boston Scott started getting more reps.
0: It is honestly crazy how Boston Scott wasn't going to get any snaps today. Like he was the plan for the Eagles was to give Boston Scott zero snaps. And it was 3 3. And he ends up scoring a touchdown. Um that's so frustrating that Boston Scott just scores touchdowns. They, eight, eight of the 12 I thought it might have been more than this eight of his 12 career touchdowns are versus the Giants he has a touchdown I think in every Giants game of the last at least like the last five at least like I think because he's I think he's played five games versus the Giants so you had or no I think in the, each of the last six the only game I wouldn't be sure about is the home game versus the Giants last year but he did have a big game like he had some big rushes in that in that game so I don't know if he had a touchdown
1: I need to see but, when his... He he signed a one-year deal, and he's a restricted free agent next year. May, uh, hopefully, he signs with... uh, Go sign with the Chiefs or something.
0: Sign with the Chiefs? Sign with the freaking Giants. I want Boston Scott on the Giants next season. You do? Yes. Okay. Stop! I want him to not ruin our life. It's the only uh, way. So, someone said to do a mid-season Stephen Parker PPP. So... Devonte Smith got one on, <laughs> on uh, James Bradbury. I thought he that, was
1: gonna tip it or pick it too. What I thought he was, was gonna pick that? it
0: or yeah, or at least tip it. He like fell. He, miss- he, he misjudged, misjudged the ball. He read. He was reading Devontae Smith, and Devontae Smith made a good job at reacting to the ball late. Um, you know, it was a good play by Devonte Smith. But yeah, like he was in position to make a play on the ball, and he just he thought it was staying cl- the ball was staying closer to the sideline, and Devonte Smith was. If it'll make a play inside on it. Is it and a bad then Joy take? Love got moth by Quez Watkins. Yeah. Those are like the two big plays that screwed them.
1: I mean, we love James Bradbury, and I will continue to have the take that he's not having a bad season. I mean, maybe he's not having a good or a great season. I mean, twenty twenty was great good
0: season. He's just not living up to what he did last year.
1: Right, it, and I think the reason why Giants fans maybe have such a sour taste in their mouth about James Bradbury in twenty twenty one is because of how good he was in twenty twenty. So anytime he allows a big play, it's like, well, what the hell is this? The start of the season
0: wasn't great either.
1: So here's my question to you. Is it fair to say that James Bradbury is worse in man coverage and eh in man coverage versus zone coverage? I feel like he's very good.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But there's very few like really good man outside corners versus wide receiver ones in the NFL. Um. Not to say he's bad and man. He's just not in zone like like he had that tip pass where it's like where Jalen Hurts tried to pump fake him off. And it's like I get that probably works for a lot versus a lot of teams, cornerback ones, but James Bradbury is never gonna be fooled by that. Like he's way too smart of a player, he's way too disciplined to get fooled by that. He's never gonna get fooled by that. And I wish it would have turned into an interception.
1: I feel like Um, the plays that he makes, he's in zone coverage, and then he's filling a gap and he's filling a territory and he's stepping up and he's intercepting a ball, he's yes. deflecting a pass versus the plays that he gives up. He's trailing in coverage and he's asked to do to cover crossing routes, he's asked to cover, you know, uh, streaks down the field against wide receiver yeah, number ones. So that's when I feel like he gets beat versus when I see him make those plays, he's asked to cover grass, but what he does a good job of is. He knows the difference between covering grass in a zone versus covering the men in your zone. And he does a good job of differentiating between the two.
0: And a lot of zone as an outside corner is man coverage, you know, because most of their, like, their routes will, will be on the sideline. Um, you know, which is like the turns into man coverage. Um, so, yeah, he started off the season not great, though. Now, part of it was Patrick Graham playing him so far off, but, like, he didn't have a great start to the first three games of the year. yeah, Or, or maybe first two. You know Washington and Denver, like Denver and Washington, he didn't play good in either of those games. And you could talk about Patrick Graham playing him off, but the but long story short, he didn't play well in those games. But after that, he kind of he's been a good player. You know, gave up like I said, gave up a big play today. But it's like when's the last time Bradbury gave up a big play? The Saints game maybe.
1: Yeah, Dallas. No, Dallas. uh, He. I mean, you can argue that Julian. Yeah, the
0: the Dallas game, he gave up a touchdown to
1: Ceedee Lamb. Yeah, so there's there's been some big plays that he's that he's given up this year. Um, but it hasn't been fully, fully consistent. And the span of week seven to even right now, I I still think Giants are like top five and not allowing the big explosive pass play. Maybe that changed after the Chargers game, but they're doing a good job of not allowing the big explosive pass play. Um while the game was still relevant, I was watching and I was enjoying Tay Crowder and Jalen Smith playing together.
0: Smith flies around a little bit. I kind of want to bring him back next year. I don't know what happened with Jalen Smith. Because in, 2000, in 2019, when we played the the Cowboys on Monday Night Football, I thought that was probably the best defensive performance of any player. Like, single player versus the Giants, was Jalen Smith in that game. I was like, man, he just is impacting every single play. Whether it's in coverage, whether it's the run. It's like, he's in, he's just making an impact like crazy. And then he just like really, he, I mean, he felt the Cowboys cut him, you know. And then the Packers signed him on a, you know, zero risk and then cut him as well. You know, and you see low-light plays of him, like, shared on Twitter, you know. Um, but for us, he hasn't, like, I mean, he was the starting, you know, he was the number two inside linebacker today. Like, Raglan didn't play. I don't think McKinney played. Like, he was, the, he was the number two inside linebacker. He's been with the team with eight, nine days. And he flies around a little bit. And, you know, he didn't do anything special today, but he also, you know, weren't mad at him
1: five years sixty four million dollar contract extension less than two years later he's cut, yeah, and he That's, earned
0: that contract by the way, yeah. you know it it was like he was a good player for Dallas and then just fell off, but here's the thing with that where it's like I can under okay, Dallas, like he's not the player that contract is cut him. the Packers cutting him is where I'm like, well, what went wrong in there,
1: yeah, Packers like to leave their linebackers on islands. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I remember Blake watching Martinez. Blake Martinez
0: film, and it was like, "This is so. Fr- this got to be so frustrating to be him on this team, um, especially when you're playing the 49ers." Like, hey, guess what? They're going to run the ball a lot. Stop, maybe, maybe bring a second linebacker and not a, a safety.
1: Um, and I thought Tay Crowder has looked better since there's been more of a competent linebacker next him. I don't think he's looked great.
0: The run game defense has been better. Like the run defense against the Eagles team that ran for like two hundred yards on us yesterday. How much? I mean, what did they do today running the ball? They had hundred thirty yards on on thirty carries. So yeah, you know, like the like, and they were and and the thing is, is, we were making some run stops too. You know, it wasn't like there was like some real. That's I mean, that's how they were able to keep them to essentially you know twenty what was it twenty four yards ahead. They had. 25 yards on the first four total drives. Boom. You know, like they never. You know, like Jalen Hurts had seven yards rushing. So, so yeah, Jalen Smith looked decent, but bring him back next year. One year, eight hundred eighty thousand dollar contract. Wow. Futures deal. Uh, any
1: anything else defensively you want to hit on? I mean, Twelve carries for sixty yards for the Eagles in the first half. Um, no. Darqueezy Denard. Darquez Denard. So he just stopped on that punt.
0: Yeah. He just stopped on that punt and just like started walking off the field. And all of his teammates are like, What the hell are you doing right now? (laughs) I guess apparently he went out of bounds and he can't be the first person to touch the ball. Although I thought if you immediately try and get in bounds, you're allowed to. Um, But because I I don't know. But it's, I I guess that might have been the rule is that like, but at the same time, it's like, it just was weird to see him just stop and just turn around and walk away while the play was going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I think it was the first punt of the game, bounces in the back of the end zone. Um, number 35, who, you know, we just... Yeah, I had
0: to look up who was number 35.
1: I, I had to look it up, but he wasn't even listed on Giants.com yet. I looked, I, I assorted it by number, and there was 34 and 36. Um, So then it was Darquez Denard, who we just well, signed on the this week. Squad. Um, squad. Oh, he was on the practice squad, so I guess he had to look there. Yeah, so I guess he stepped out of bounds. I deleted the tweet cuz everybody was roasting him and then it started to get into the whole like Joe Judge is a special teams coach. That so was like, so
0: funny. It was like someone so, This guy just I,
1: got here. Why are you going to critique Joe Judge? I get it cuz you know got
0: we're, here. we're mad at Joe Judge, but that was just, someone's like this is this speaks volumes about coaching. It's like he's been here for 2 days. It's like no, it doesn't. It's like that's probably the only thing it doesn't speak about is the coaching. Um, I
1: deleted. I got it off. I was like I'm not having I don't I don't want this to be I don't want this to be the main thing that does well on my timeline today.
0: And this is where it's like, you know, I've been saying judge probably should be fired for like over half the season, but I also push back a little bit on some of the judge hate. Like when you now, it's funny to say it, but if you actually mean it, like Kelvin Benjamin was right. It's like, no, he wasn't. Like he was not right. Um, you know, like, you know, he was a hundred percent wrong. Like the guy was told to lose weight and gained weight. Um, (laughs) You know, like, no, Kelvin Benjamin wasn't right. You know, that's so that's where it's like, that's where, and that's, I mean, but at the same time, it's like, I understand that it's like when the, when the head coach, the fan base wants it gone, it's like, there's literally nothing he can do. Right. Right. Um, Which it's, it's up to judge to change the narrative and win games. You know, exactly. he's going to be back next year. He can change the narrative and win games. I just worry that well, that's not going to happen. And we're going to have a new GM and then a head coach on a hot seat. And John Maris screws it up all over again. How about that? Did Mister
1: Chicken put in the chat how his game day experience was?
0: He just said Boston Scott is a
1: bad person. I wanted to hear like details, but I guess that's a good summary. Yeah, I hope you I enjoyed saw yourself. LPG
0: had someone give him a free Pepsi medium. That Pepsi was funny. That was that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else from this
1: game? No, we have some other things to we'll talk about though. Yeah, shaved my mustache. That congratulations. Why? You were adamant it looked good, even though the world was against you.
0: I didn't actually think it looked good. Oh, okay. I just thought it was kind of like you know. I just like to you know mess you know do different things every once in a while. I was Like let me just rock a mustache, stay so, weird. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I was like you know I'm walking around Walmart and I feel like I'm already a guy that gets a lot of eyes because I'm six foot seven. Yep. But then it's like all right, here's a six foot seven guy and he has like this creeper mustache and it's like I get I, I just don't want that. And um, the lady didn't like it, so that was basically it. The lady. The lady.
1: Wow, haven't My heard mom. about this.
0: My mom. No. Oh.
1: Um. Congratulations.
0: So, Steven Ver- Verderoso, former New York Giants scout, Twitter Ver- account. Ver- Ver- Verderoso. It's went from like 200 followers to 1,200 followers in the last week. With the what was the guy's name of the article? See, we can't even remember it. Like, it's like I, the idea I that said that it, was going to get said the fans. It, Um, Tyler Dunn. Tyler Dunn, that was the name. That's why the idea to me is like, well, everyone needs to see this. I'm like, well, guess what who's not going to see this? Anyone besides diehard Giants fans on Twitter. And it's like, even this we're going to talk about. And it's like, unless you're like deep into Giants Twitter, you're not going to under you're not going to know what we're talking about.
1: I didn't even read all of his tweets. So this is so this guy was the Steven Verderosa. He was a former scout of the Giants.
0: He was one of the scouts fired after the 2020 Combine. Remember in the story when they said Yes. That Steven Vader, he was one of those scouts. So he got like Joe Judge came in and was like this dude needs to be fired. Like I don't. And so it's another thing where it's like we hate everything right now and rightfully so. He's an idiot. I'm glad he got fired. His tweets are so dumb. Like he's even like saying like you know, talking about Eli Apple in a positive way and he tweet like he's tweeting at West Steinberg and stuff. It's like dude, you got fired. Like and you probably rightfully so. It's like you you just He just seems like an idiot.
1: <clears throat> I'm going to read you his bio on Twitter. Three-time Super Bowl champ. 33 years in an NFL scout. Now on Pro Football Network. Life is about faith, family, football. Okay, sure. it has got to add this in. Driving around our beautiful USA in my classic Corvette. If you feel the need... To share to the world that you're driving around—not that around. big
0: of a deal—but it's just, it's just funny the way. No, it no, no,
1: it, no. It, it is a big deal because it reveals a personality trait. If you feel the need to tell the world that you're driving around our beautiful USA in your classic Corvette, I think that tells you everything you need to know about who this guy is and what you're dealing with.
0: Um, it's just it's just funny. So during Christmas,
1: I think it was Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas. I don't know. Mr. Chicken
0: sent me a a description on Twitter, so I'll read it in a second.
1: The day, the days blend in, but when I first saw Stephen Verderosa, when I first knew of Stephen Verderosa's existence, and then I saw his Twitter and I saw his bio about three times throughout the day randomly i'm like i hope steven's driving around our beautiful usa in his in his classic corvette and then i tweeted it out a couple times too like, yeah you had
0: a st- very funny tweet but you said i, I hope he's celebra- like having a nice christmas eve driving and i was like i can't like this no you not like it. I, no i know because i hate christmas i hope he's um, having i hope he's but driving i did think around. that tweet was funny
1: I, I hope i hope he's driving around our our beautiful usa in a classic corvette on this christmas eve that's what he, i thought
0: our guy glock roach has been making fun of him pretty good you, like, quote tweeted with, like, a job application. It's like, dude, do you, like, can you shut up? You got fired. And then he's, like... And he, he tweets like Paul Dottino, too, by the way. Where he doesn't reply to tweets or whatever. He just... He, he goes to your profile and tweets at you an answer to your thing. Yep.
1: And I don't know if this is him doing this on purpose or... him off the replies, doing it. too, which is, like, yep. you're soft. That's sus. You, if, if you don't allow anybody to reply to you or only people that follow you that can reply... That's suspect.
0: And he's like, you gotta either play or coach to nope. uh to be a GM, which is like that doesn't make any sense.
1: Did he play or coach? I saw that there was a video. Um and I watched it. There was an interview that he did, I think at the 2019 Combine. 2019 Combine?
0: What oh, I didn't look for any videos of
1: him. Yeah, and he John Schmelk asked him, what was the what was the most impressive scouting combine performance you've ever seen? And he listed this random Cincinnati Bengals quarter quarterback who went to this very very small school. It's like this guy blew me away the most at the combine, but obviously that that doesn't translate to the NFL game. But he listed like the most random quarterback I'm to think ever. Of who it's that like could this be. guy impressed me the most?
0: I'm trying to think of who that could be because the Bengals I don't know, actually he, have been, done a good job of not having to play their backups. Was it Ryan Finley? I don't know. No, no, it way. was
1: literally somebody you've never heard of in your life.
0: I probably may have heard of him though. Um, I, I mean, I've always been very big into the draft.
1: I mean, you want me to legit find it? Yeah. So he has All right, tweets. It may take me a second.
0: Like he tweets at people on TV, like agreeing with them. Um. He, so he was the guy who said that he was like, uh, we need to take Brad. He was he was a big part of that Tyler Dunn article, like basically admitted it.
1: No, he yeah he definitely was
0: and Glock Roach made fun of him he's like dude you only go after people that are getting fired say something about uh people that aren't. he's at West Steinberg and the guy who wrote those contracts Kevin Abrams is going to get interviewed again for the GM job isn't that the definition of insanity? doing the same thing all over again which isn't the definition of insanity I can't stand when people say that that's not the definition of insanity Dave wasn't capable the rest are culpable. it's like okay but it's like you're tweeting at Russ West Steinberg um he just seems kind of like an idiot Part of me wanted to have him on the show, but I was like, I, no. I just don't. Yeah, no. I was like, no, no. So I Steven Verderoso, former Giant scout. Trying,
1: I'm trying to find who that was.
0: Just, just a funny, just a funny account, and it's grown, and it's, it's going to be one of those accounts we always remember. Um, and he. And he Wait, I got for, it. I
1: got it. Hold on, hold on.
0: Maybe pull it up on your phone to where everyone could hear it, but it's okay.
1: Hold on, I got it. David Klinger.
0: David, I've never heard of
1: him. David Klinger, he said that was the, the best guy that he's ever seen throw in shorts. Uh, the first, he's a criminologist. That's the first thing that comes up. But <laughs> then you have to click and see see results about an NFL quarterback. He's a former American football quarterback drafted by the Bengals after a record-setting career at the University of Houston. But oh, they're talking a about bust. Steven Verterosso. But it's considered a bust for his lackluster NFL career. In 2007, Klinger was listed at number 10 on NFL Network's top 10 draft bus.
0: Wow. Uh, Mr. Chicken said it was fun, nothing too eventful. I tailgate in the parking lot and talk shit back and forth with the Eagles fans. In the stadium, it was the same. The first few downs we got, I would stand up and throw the first down signal up. When they did their stupid fight song, I was yelling, blah, blah, blah. Then they started yelling at me when it started losing bad, but I told them they're still terrible overall. Yeah. So, I mean, that seems like everywhere, you know, where they actually weren't, like, trying to, like, kill anybody. Although I've seen a lot of Eagles fans fight at games, and there was no Eagles being played that day. All right, that can be a show, right?
1: Yeah, we just have to uh, describe. We're still doing this John Boy Media audience survey, so if you click the link in the description or the bio of this episode... And you complete the audience survey, which kind of helps out the sales team I've done it 75 times. Yeah, so that means Bobby Skinner has 75, like, 20% discount codes that he can now use to uh, get 20% off of any item in the John Boy Media store. So, you know, just go to the bio, click that link, complete it, say Talking Giants versus The World, say Talking Giants is the best show in the company, and um, you will get 20% off. Any item in our store. doesn't even have to be talking giant stuff if you're fans of some of the other shows. So there you go. That's Now that can be a show.
0: I, I That might be been the most I tweeted during a game in a long time today. Yeah, I'm usually a big tweeter during the game. And I was just going... It's just so bad, and it's, like, it's kind of tweeting through the pain. Like, I had someone say, like, open your eyes to talking about, like, Jake Fromm versus Mike Lennon. like, he has 25 yards today. Please don't open your eyes, me, about... Jake Fromm versus Mike Lennon. It's one thing if you wanted Jake Fromm to start. But don't open your eyes, me, about Jake Fromm. And then one person's like, you guys aren't critical enough. And it's like, we want literally everyone fired. We're saying that John is gonna screw this up. They don't they don't have their QB. Um, you know, they're gonna do, do the worst case scenario thing with Kevin Abrams. I was like, I was like, is your I was like what? And then their reaction was like, Well, going into the Dolphins game, you said that we could score some points. It's like that. That's the big positive like it's like you guys are way too positive that Mike Lennon who again is having career worse and everything with Freddie Kitchens after a game we liked the way he called versus Philly versus a team that gave up like the second most yards was like that's your big like you're too positive was Yeah, that. we're
1: not we're not a big uh, hoot hoot and holler show. Um so It was
0: just funny. It's like that's your evidence is we thought we could score 20 points versus the Dolphins. Yeah. Um but I just thought that was I was like come on man. It's like it's one thing to think we you we joke around too much or whatever it's like yeah am i gonna every sunday morning am i gonna pump myself up and say the giants are gonna win and people are gonna say no chance they gonna respond and be like yes or yes do we do i do that yes but it's like we literally want everyone gone besides patrick graham but we understand it's a patrick it's a it's we understand it's a package deal so we kind of want to want him out too so we uh i don't know we suck yeah, we just like we la- here's I I think some people don't like that I I choose to laugh through the pain, like I like this like like this week I'm gonna be like Mike Glenn is the QB and if you are if you disagree, you're insane. I like to laugh through the pain a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean we we talk about this team three times a week and you know we we try to talk about some different stuff. Uh, Wednesday usually is. <laughs> A little bit more of our like big picture conversation. I'm days. Excited for the
0: mailbag. There's a lot of good topics to actually hit, which I was, wasn't thinking there was going to be.
1: If you listen to our Monday shows and our Friday shows, you you may you may get a different perception. I mean, we 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 do a lot. We we do a lot, and I try not to wake up in the morning and just choose to be miserable all the time because the team makes me miserable enough, and I would hate to be. I would hate to be miserable behind a microphone because then that would come off onto you who listens. And I just don't want that to be the vibe of the show.
0: No. Like if, okay, so if the Giants sign or hire Kevin Abrams as a GM, are we going to come on and rip the yep. Giants organization about that move? Yes. When the Giants sign, you know, John Rothback back in a conversation in March, are we going to just be like, we're just, we're going to talk about things in a real, it's like Jason Garrett. We wanted him fired way before anyone else. When we talked about the offense in the offseason, we didn't talk about, like, well, it's screwed because of Jason Garrett. We talked about, like, we talked about the players and scheme changes that could possibly happen.
1: Yeah. And still Um, saying throughout it all. I will say though,
0: we need a better backup QB going forward. Maybe not like a big, high-priced one, but a better one. Yeah, maybe Josh Johnson, or just get a scrambling backup QB. Like get get us a scrambler. I think I feel like that makes a big difference. It's like he's not going to be good, but he can scramble and put some drives together. Yeah. Maybe not like PJ Walker bad level of scrambler, but just a scrambler.
1: Sure, I'm for it. That's so.
0: Anyways. Yeah, that's a show. I don't feel like being a jerk. Um, I But, you know, we I, you know if you call us, I'll call you um, out. No, but
1: also, oh, here, one more thing. And thank you for listening to this because this is, I, I think at this point, you're 55 not. 55
0: minutes into a, a podcast.
1: You're not listening to this because I think you you, really, you love the state of the Giants are, are in right now. You're listening to this because I think you genuinely like us. And I really appreciate that. And Bobby really appreciates that. So,
0: yep. I mean, thanks to you guys, I'm rich as shit right now. So um, I'm not,
1: and I'm about to buy a Corvette. So and drive around our beautiful USA.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna spend the whole offseason driving around the beautiful USA in my new Corvette.
1: Classic Corvette.
0: Classic Corvette. All right. So we appreciate you guys. We'll be back Wednesday with the mailbag, and I'm put, again O line report coming out this week. Week. I think the mailbag is going to be pretty damn good this week. I th- I think with the reports that came out this morning, challenge. I
1: think- I'm going chal- to challenge everybody to make it good. We rely yeah. on you.
0: I think there's some good stuff uh, to talk about. And only two more mailbags for the season anyway. So mm-hmm. make, it, make it good. All right, we appreciate you guys. This is our second to last game recap of the season because we're not going to do one for week 18. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Until then, let's go Big Blue.